to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host, Justin Baker, and I continuing our series on team windows of opportunity. And uh, if you haven't listened to 31 through 18, there's two separate episodes for uh, for the each half of those. So you can go back and listen to those. And uh, we are on team number 17. We're starting to get into those teams that uh, maybe they're playoff contenders and they're headed towards becoming Stanley Cup contenders. Perhaps they've been Stanley Cup contenders before and they are falling rapidly from the list. But uh, Justin's the man with the list. I'm the one with the categories. And so, again, time to rip you to shreds. Yeah, tearing me down. That's all I do with my life is I build up walls and people tear them down. Wow. That's (laughs) so sad. Uh, All right. Well, uh, let's go with 17 then. I've got the New York Islanders in at 17. Um, And a lot of you might be saying why. I mean, they've got Matthew Barzell in there, but my biggest concern with them and basically is I think their window to win is very short, given that they do have a lot of older guys like Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, Jordan Eberle, who are all 28, 29 years old and signed to longer deals. And so to me, their window to win is very small it's more now and you know don't get me wrong Matthew Barzell is going to be there for a while I think and he'll probably sign a you know a very long-term deal I would hope or maybe he'll be one of those guys that signs the four or five year deal and tries to get in free agency quicker but regardless they've got a lot of you know older guys on the back end signed to a few more years and older guys up front signed to you know a few years after that so I think you know they've got a win now and their window is going to close very quick yeah, I mean, they're as far as this season and last season goes, they've looked pretty good post John Tavares. Uh, definitely, I mean, you know, sitting right now in, in the third spot in the Metro, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to think that, you know, they they are a playoff team. There's no doubt, and it's just a matter of yeah, they could they could win around certainly, but do we think they can ultimately go in and and beat a team like? First off, can they beat Pittsburgh twice? Absolutely not. Second, can they beat Washington? Could they beat Boston or Tampa? Uh, you know, this the, is the a scoring league. Play. Yeah, this is a scoring league, and I don't think they have enough up front to score. We saw it last year against Carolina, and you know, frankly, that's my biggest concern because if they want to, you know, quote unquote, you know, retool on the fly, they've got a lot of guys that don't score signed to long term deals, and that's going to hamper their ability to you know, maybe retool, rebuild, whatever it is they decide to do around Matthew Barzell. They've got to basically go with what they've got and hope to maybe shred a little bit of salary down the road or something because it's you know they're stuck basically where they are right now. Yeah, I mean, Anders Lee isn't going to all of a sudden rip off 40 or anything. You know, like right. They are what they are. Anders Lee is, is a 25 to 30 goal scorer, That's, which is nice, but then really you, fall, you start to fall off pretty quick after that. And uh, I mean, yeah, the Islanders, I, I don't mind the Islanders being here. I have them as a, on the cusp of a Stanley Cup contender. Okay. But agree with the, the short window. Like there's really not a whole lot coming. I mean, there, there's Oliver Wallstrom and, uh, you know, they they have some, some okay guys down in, down in the Myers, minor, but uh, down in the minors. Minors. Yeah. Wow. But it's not like you're looking and going, oh yeah, okay, we've got a top ten pick coming. We have, you know, something special coming. I mean, that's that's Barzell, that's Barzell. So now it's going to be a matter of can you 
attract free agents to the island again. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that they're going to have a brand new arena is certainly going to help them. So I, I'll say that I'm, I'm optimistic that they can keep what they have going here, especially with Barry Trotz. I think that he's, he's still, he's won a Stanley cup now very recently. He's still probably the most underrated coach in the NHL. I agree with that. Absolutely. Remember how bad the Islanders were? <laughs> yeah. They, they Worst were the defensive team yep. of this century. One from last the, to into first. the best. Yeah. I don't know how that happens except for the coaching, the systems in place. And, yeah. you know, they got to figure out what they're going to do with Andrew Ladd. Maybe the new CBA, they get a couple buyouts and then they can dump a couple of these large salaries that are signed for a few years. And then they can attract some bigger scoring free agents to really put them over the top, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Okay, who's your number 16? 16 for me. We're into the playoff teams. We're into the playoffs, yes. Uh, A team to me that could be a playoff team this year and should, I'm hoping, will be a playoff team this year, and that's the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. Yeah, I love love this team. I love the way they're built. Love the systems they have in place. They have probably, I would say, maybe third or fourth best goalie pair in the league right now with Ranta and you know Darcy Kemper yeah fantastic and they've got great guys on the back end all signed you know to really I don't want to say team-friendly deals but they don't have anybody you know back there outside of OEL that's you know got a huge contract that you're looking at and like uh shaking your head like this is gonna hurt us well and OEL's contract is very reasonable yeah absolutely for a number one like take OEL I think OEL could probably get 10 on the open market okay yeah you know and then you look at their their forward group right I mean Phil Kessel, he's got a couple more years, but he's a reasonable 6.8, so that gives them flexibility, and he's their highest paid forward, so everybody underneath them isn't making a ton of money yet. Now, next year, Clayton Keller, he's going to get a raise. He'll be $7 million and be the, the highest paid guy, but um, you know, outside of him... Forward, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, highest paid forward, but outside of him, there's really you know no contracts on here where I look at it, and I just really cringe and just say, ooh, God, that's ugly. You know, Maybe Christian Dvorak, you could shake your head at a little bit, but again, it's it's $4.4 million, so it's not atrocious, you know? Sure. Uh, the other side of it is next year, they have $1.5 million in cap space. Yeah, and that's, I mean, again, that's with you know contracts they have. They're, they're going to be paying both their goalies $4 million. And Taylor uh, Hall is not signed. Right. So, I mean, Taylor Hall's gone. That, you know, that to me, they actually adding Taylor Hall, did they put themselves into the Stanley Cup contender list and we just don't know it yet? Yeah, I don't, that's, that's questionable. I know they, just for this year, they, they happen to like move themselves into that window or are they still like, is Taylor Hall the kind of guy who, I mean, granted he has won one playoff game in his entire career. I think I think they won one, right? They, yeah. they beat Tampa Bay in one game. Maybe they won two. No, I think it was, it was just the one. Five, yeah, yeah, five games. That was three years ago. Uh, so, I mean, he's never really had the opportunity to prove himself in the playoffs, but I don't know. Does Taylor Hall give you enough to be able to go into the playoffs and be able to score goals? I, I think they have the same issue as the Islanders. It's just that are they going to be able to score goals come playoff time? I mean, sure. it's great. You have two goalies in the regular season, but you only get to play one of them in the playoffs. True. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, once you're in the playoffs, your backup goalie means next to nothing barring injury. Well, yeah, and, and the fact is you you never play your backup goalie until you're pretty much out of it anyways. So, again, barring injury, True. he's they're worthless, right? Yeah. So yep. you got $4 million of money just dying. But, again, there's a lot of young pieces on this team, which is why I have them – 
you know, up at 16 because I believe, you know, in the next few years they can, you know, quietly retool, replace players, guys like, you know, Derek Stepan, um, you know, Michael Grabner, they both got two years left. So you can quietly fill in those spaces with, you know, maybe some younger prospects or even go out and then have the money to sign some free agents that can fill in maybe your gaps where you're, you know, missing guys. So um, the only big concern for this team for me is obviously the number one center spot, but I think they play a system that's so good right now um, that, you know, they can afford to get by on what they have right now at center. Just try to figure out how to score a couple more goals and okay and then your stanley cup contender to to me i i see like you've got goligoski jomerson and demers combined make 14 million dollars about yeah roughly yeah so i mean there's your uh like that's your problem actually they make almost 15 million so i mean you've got these three veteran defensemen and i don't know if uh if all of them will be able to be there next year. Like this team really is built for, Hey, let's see what we can do this year. Right. And uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see like this second half of the year. We'll, we'll call it second half just because it's the end of the, the all-star break, but Phil Kessel's got 11 goals. Yeah. That's kind of shocking to me. He has uh, the last time he scored a uh, barring the, uh, barring the, the lockout year, the last time he scored what, he's on pace for actual about 20 goals. And the last time he scored this few of goals was 2007, 2008, his second year in the league with the Bruins when he had 19 goals wow. playing on the fourth line <laughs> <laughs> for a third, fourth oh, line. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, I'd say that is something else to be concerned about as well as you've got $6.8 million in a guy who is there to purely score goals and he's not doing it system. Maybe it might be the system, but I, I also think it's, it may be the players around him. He's never been great when he's the only guy. That's true. And the nice thing is too, I mean, again, at $6.8 million and a guy who has proven he can put up 30 plus goals, you can move him if you need to, right? Open up that cap space and then hopefully get, you know, a decent return or, you know, maybe have your eye on a free agent and so you can move that money out to a team that I don't know if you can though. Yeah, I think Who you wants could. Kessel at 6.8 million if he's not scoring more than 20 goals. Yeah, but I don't I don't again, I think that has to do with maybe the system, right? You look at yeah. it and you say okay, you know, Pittsburgh he was doing well, Boston he pretty much was doing good, so you could move him into a team that could say okay, you know, yeah, he's only got 2 years left after this season, so it wouldn't be too difficult to to eat that if you had to. Just think if Marion Hosa comes back. <laughs> Place for the Coyotes, oh, along with Chris Pronger and Pavel Datsuk. Oh goodness! They actually have their three best players to ever play to ever be a part of the organization. Never played a single game for them. <laughs> They're three Hall of Famers. They're three Hall of Famers outside of Shane Doan, right? Yeah, <laughs> Shane Doan is not going to go in the Hall. You don't game. think so? No. I, I only reason I'm he would is but. because he was an air. They could be like he's the first ever Arizona Coyote right. to go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's the only reason. If he played for the Red Wings, no way. Oh, well, I agree. Yeah. No way. It'll okay. be interesting. Uh, let's go 15. Yeah, 15. I've got the Dallas Stars coming in at 15. Another playoff, hopefully playoff-bound team. They're sitting third in the in the Central right now. I, I really love, again, this is a team like Arizona that doesn't score a ton, but plays very good defensively and has a good goaltending tandem to do so now again. Um, you look at their forward group, I think they're more or less closer to win now than maybe Arizona was because, like, 
you know, Jamie Ben, for example, 30 years old, signed for five more seasons after this. You've got Pavelski, who's 35, Radulov, 33. So you've got a lot of older forwards up front. But then you look on the back end, right? You've got just probably one of the, the best group of young defensemen in the whole entire game between Kleinberg, Esselin, Dell, Heiskinen. I mean, these guys are phenomenal and all very young in age and coming right into their prime of as defensemen. And then, of course, you look a little bit further behind them and you've got Ben Bishop and goal, who is phenomenal and probably the most underpaid goalie in the NHL, getting paid under $5 million to do what he does and you to know, win I, to win Vezina trophies. Yeah. And he's going to be signed for the next three years after this one as well. So Super cheap. You know, Kudobin, I wouldn't surprise me if he re-signs, but, I mean, he's he's 33, so he's still got a little hockey I gotta life left in him. I got to think that he's looking to maybe try and get some starter money. Like, starter money is in, like, four and a half. I mean, at, I don't know. Anton Kudobin's probably worth it at this point. Like, you look at the way that he's played for the Stars the last two years and and Boston the year before that, before he signed there, I think that he's. I think he's, he's gonna in a be, position to probably command some money. He's going to be another goaltender. Like, I think that goes to possibly Carolina or Chicago, where you're looking to do a fifty-fifty split, right? In goal, the same teams just always looking for these yeah, goalies. That, always. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows if that's going to happen? Um, yeah, but like I said, this team's got a, a, an opportunity to win now. I think they've got, you know. The players to do so the only problem is like arizona scoring goals uh, maybe they make a move at a deadline you know acquiring another you know top nine forward somebody who can add a little bit of depth on their third line but uh you know right now if they get in the playoffs i i don't know if i'd bet against them unless maybe they're playing you know colorado in in the west i think any other team they they would have an opportunity to beat i mean they took the stanley cup champions to game seven right. overtime like that was a Truly a neck shot wins. Yeah, they played hard. And I I loved, uh, you know, watching the other night against, uh, gosh, who was it? But Jamie Benn scoring two. Oh, Tampa Bay. You know, Jamie Benn scoring two goals. And, man, that that overtime goal where he just stole it. And he he willed his way to that that front of that net to put it in past Veskaleski was just phenomenal. Yeah, by far the best defense in the league. Yeah, so he's looking good. He's looking good. So Uh, In terms of their window, I I have them as Stanley Cup contenders. Okay. Uh, I think... Last year proved it. I think that they had underachieved in years prior where they actually missed the playoffs. And I think that they were purely play, like they were a almost a virtual lock for the playoffs and they just kept missing for one reason or another. Uh, they're finally putting everything together and uh, bringing in Pavelski, making these, these moves, I think makes them a Stanley Cup contender for the next three years. Okay. I, I look though at, that three-year mark at the end of that spot. And you got to think, Jamie Ben will be in full decline mode. Right. He you know, plays hard and he's not getting any faster. Yeah. So. Uh, that that deal looking worse and worse every moment. <laughs> uh, he should still be able to, uh, you know, score tw- about 25 goals. Right now he's got 14. Uh, only 25 points, though, in 49 games. So... He's really on pace for like 40 points, 40, maybe 45 points. So that would be his worst total of his career since his, uh, since, well, his rookie season. Wow. Yeah. Rookie season, he had 41 points in 82 games. So that's, uh, that is not a good sign for the stars. But I think that given the rest of this lineup, like Tyler Sagan still, just in his prime, ready Love to roll. Him. 
And uh, Joe Pavelski plays a brand of hockey where you don't, he doesn't need to be the fastest guy out there. He's a good skater, but he, he's great hands and that's not going away. Same with Radulov, great hands. So they, they have these guys who they can plug in and up, up and down the lineup. Um, and then you've got a guy like Rube Hints who he'll need to be re-signed. And he, he like, don't underestimate the fact that they're going to have to pay some of these guys and uh, they, they are going to lose some, some players off their books as well. So to have to replace them with uh, full-time, fully paid players like a, <laughs> like Heiskanen in two years, he's going to get, he'll probably, he might be the highest paid player in this whole team. So, yeah, that's possible. I mean, so, he'll definitely be the highest paid defenseman. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're you know you're looking in maybe even two years uh, that their window may be closing because these players are getting paid more, and at the same time, some other players are dropping off who are making so much money that it's going to make it hard for them to sign their middle of the road guys, and so those guys are going to leave. Their depth is going to be hurt, and they'll probably slip back into what will be a playoff contender and. They, of course, will have the opportunity to move back into that Stanley Cup contender space because they have Miro Heiskin and John Klinberg right. and Tyler Sagan for the next six or seven years. So Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was 15. That was 15, Let's so 14. 14. Yeah, a team for me that has been underachieving the last few years, and I say that because I've always expected more out of them, but... Just haven't gotten it, and uh, well, that's the definition of underachieving, but that's the Florida Panthers for me. Okay, so you have the Florida Panthers ahead of the Dallas Stars. I do. I do, because I like... See, what I what I really like about Florida, and I think their window to win is a little bit larger than Dallas's, is because... But they've never made the playoffs. Well, they, ha- you, they <laughs> in haven't in a while. Six years. They haven't in a while. The last time they made the playoffs was the year of the lockout? Yeah, maybe. maybe it was the year after that. The year that New Jersey went, I think, was the year that they went. Yeah, okay, then yeah, so, it was. Um, but again, their forwards are really, really young, right? They've got a lot of young guys that are very, very talented. I mean, we talk every single year about Barkoff being the most underrated guy in the game, and, and I mean, he's only twenty-four freaking years old. Only twenty-four. Granted, his contract runs up in three years, but I think. You know, they'll get him signed. They'll re-sign him. I mean, they've got the luxury well, of having no state tax. Well, and Florida is never, they're never hurting for guys who want to come play. Right. Them. Why wouldn't you want to go to Miami? Especially it's, if they're good. Like, exactly. if they're good and it's a good location to go to, cool. Like, Tampa Bay is definitely taking advantage of that. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, they've got a good back end. They've got Keith Yandel, who still looks ageless back there. Aaron Eckblad's been just fine to me. Uh, oh, Aaron Eckblad looks, has looked good. Great this year. This, this year, the yes, best he's absolutely. looked yeah. since his rookie season. Yeah, and he's he's finally earning that $7.5 million. But, you know, Huberdeau looks like he's going to eclipse 100 points this season. He looks phenomenal. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, he might be a little bit more underrated at this point Probably than Barkov. A, he's but. definitely the the most underpaid player. Oh, uh, well, him and Barkov. It's crazy. Like, Barkov and Huberdeau combined make less than uh, – they basically make the same as Austin Matthews. Right. Yeah, combined. wouldn't you? I mean, come 11. on, eleven point eight is what they make combined. I think Matthews makes eleven point five. Yeah, why wouldn't you rather have those two guys? But again, the state tax thing doesn't hurt much. But again, the reason I have them at fifteen, and again, they have made the playoffs, is they've now got a coach that I think can put them over the hump. They've got a goaltender while Barbrowski has struggled mightily. I mean, I think he's sitting at like an eight ninety nine save percentage right now. I think they'll figure it out, right? I 
And I think because he's signed long-term, that might hamper them, you know, maybe four years from now when they have to start re-signing guys like Barkoff and Huberdeau to new deals. Um, and Trocheck will need a new deal in a couple seasons too. But, you know, I think until then, they've still got a three, four-year window where they can be very competitive and still have salary cap money to go out and get some pieces and make some moves. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Bobrovsky, I'm, I'm looking and I'm going... Okay, you're going to figure this out. Like, you're not this bad. Right. Maybe you aren't like 925 save percentage good anymore, but you're definitely better than what you've been showing. Right. Uh, I would expect a bounce back year next year, and, and maybe even into the playoffs, he kind of figures it out. He he has had sort of a rough last couple years, uh, I would say personally. Like the last year with the Blue Jackets, there was a lot of turmoil. You come to Florida, it's a new team, it's a new system. He's never played anywhere else. Uh, in North in North America, so I'm willing to give him a pass for this year, but that ten million dollars is going to look real start looking real bad soon if he <laughs> if he can't figure this out. So uh, yeah, that might be one of those potential buyouts in the CBA if we ever talk about that again. But, I totally forgot that he played with for Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. for a quick second. Yeah, yeah, and then for Florida too. I mean they. I mean, future-wise, you look at it, they've got good talent. They've got guys like Owen Tippett down there who who look like they could potentially be yeah, you know, top Borgstrom six guys. And Alexei Hopin, uh, Hepin-Yemi. Yeah, they have all their draft picks, you know, they're, they're at least for the first three rounds, first four rounds for the next few years. So they've got the ability to add to that talent pool. So, you know, again, I, I think the window for this team is, you know, at least three to four years, and then we'll see where they go after that. But hopefully they get guys like Barkoff and Huberdeau signed past that, and then they can keep competing. Okay, see, so now I would have Dallas significantly further ahead than Florida. Significantly. Like I, I'm, I mean, on my list, in terms of Stanley Cup contenders, I have, uh, I have nine teams that I consider to be contenders. Nine okay. teams that I think could win the Cup. Now, while I, I don't I could break, I could break that, that list down further, you know, to like, all right, here's the four teams that will, like 75% chance will win the Cup. But when I look at Florida, I see a team that has not made the playoffs, looks like they're going to make the playoffs this year. Definitely not even a sure thing because you still, I mean, you have Toronto on their heels. Toronto's on their heels. Yeah. And and then that drops them. Like they're at this point, they won't even be a wild card team. So it's either coming third in your division or you miss the playoffs. Right. So but, they're going to be fighting the Leafs the rest of the year. So to me, that there's no guarantee there. All, either that, or you're fighting Carolina and Columbus for a wild card spot, which is realistic. Because so, I maybe think Columbus might fall out, but uh, yeah, I mean, well, but again, I, I think they Dallas's can't, they can't window. Lose right now, well, I have the only reason I have Florida ahead of them is because Dallas's window to me is smaller. While they're a, a more likely contender for a cup than I think Florida is. So their window is actually open though. Their window's Florida's open. Florida's window is not open. Oh, I think it's open. Florida I think it's, is not going to win the open. Stanley Cup. I think it's cracked open. You think they're you Stanley in, Cup contenders right I think now. once No, I, I don't think they're contenders, but I think once you get in, anything can happen, especially when you have Q behind the bench. I just don't think... They're not Stanley Cup contenders, so their window is still... They, their playoff windows hasn't even... Like, is open. Okay. But they haven't made the playoffs yet. Let's get in the playoffs... And then they can win the. They're probably not going to make the playoffs and then win the cup. Well, and then, and then any also team could do it. But I mean, <laughs> right. you look at like look at what St. Louis had to go through to win the cup. Oh, I mean, I know. St. Louis had so many playoff disappointments before they won the cup. Washington, Same tons Washington, of playoff yeah. disappointments before they won the cup. San Jose continue like 
they made the finals finally, but so many disappointments before they won the cup. Pittsburgh, probably the only team that went from no playoffs to Stanley Cup final. They lose and they go and then and then they win. Sure. And I'm not going to say that Florida is too far off in terms of like high end talent, but they still don't have Crosby and Malkin. Yeah. And then my other my other reasoning is too, and this is a big part of my list was how close are you to having to to do a full rebuild again? And I think Dallas is closer to having to to kickstart the rebuild than Florida is. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All well, right. moving on. Number thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, I have the Calgary Flames at thirteen. Okay. A team that again has potential to be in the playoffs, compete, and you know could be dangerous because let's face it, that's a weak Pacific Division. So once you get in, you could have a, a fairly easy road to get towards the conference finals, um, which would be, I mean, super nice for anybody in the Pacific. But they've got young forwards. They've got good young forwards. They've got leadership on the back end. Now Noah Hannafin looks, you know, pretty dang good. They're probably going to lose T.J. Brody. I'm hearing he's. You know they're looking at possibly moving him because they they would like to keep Travis Hamonic. Don't really blame them there, I guess, if you're choosing between the two. But sure. it's funny because when Travis Hamonic first signed there, he was an absolute train wreck, right? <laughs> and now they want to keep him. Yeah, my. But the biggest concern for me is on the back and behind the defense, and that's in goal. Um, never been a huge believer in Dave Riddick. He's he looks fine, but he's not going to go and steal Stanley Cup series for me. So. You know, hey, neither did Michael Layton. Well, it's yeah, he did that. <laughs> That's true. The third stringer from I, Philly came in. I mean, I, he's average, right? Yeah, like, he is average. He's playing average hockey, nine one three save percentage. He's average. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe a, maybe a hint above average. Sure. And they've got sixteen million dollars in cap space to work with next season. Granted, a big chunk of that I think is going to go into maybe re-signing TJ or I'm sorry, Travis Hamonic. How much do you think Hamonic gets on the? Maybe four or five million dollars. Yeah, so I think. I mean, he's at he's at four, so. Yeah. Or he's almost four right now. Uh, yeah, you give him a little bump. But, you know, again, I think, you know, they could go out next season and spend a little bit of that money on, say, goodness, I, you could Robin Lanner or even even Braden Holpe. You go convince him to come in at $7, 8000000 million a season. Boom. Now, to me, yeah. you're you're very much a Stanley Cup contender because you got a guy who's won it and could, you know, snag you a Vesna at the same time. All right. Yeah, so, I, I will say there is there are a few teams – that are more in, in, a, in a better position in terms of their top six forwards. Uh, when you go, you know, Kachuk, Goudreau, Monahan all signed for minimum the next three years, if not four. Backlund signed for the next five. Lindholm signed for the next five, all at very reasonable rates. And then when it comes to the depth at the forward position, they have plenty of it. They're, uh, they're doing well there, and that was really a big knock on the Flames two, three years ago was they didn't have that depth at forward. Uh, they're really their only, I guess their only uh, log jam in the cap world is Milan Lucic, but <laughs> right. uh, I think that it was Lucic or James Neal. They they decided that they needed you had to Lucic do more than they needed Neal. Uh, I mean, ultimately, what can you do? You can, you can bury him in the minors. You know, you can... You can save basically a million bucks on that, and you can just have him go down, or you just play him and hope he gets, <laughs> hope he gets hurt. I guess hope he gets hurt. go on long term IR. <laughs> I mean, how how much longer you know can he play the way that he wants to play before he either a gets suspended for like a year or he you know just kind of his body wears out. So we'll, we'll see there, but uh, yeah, 
this this team, I will agree, this team is is in a good spot. I I don't think they're Stanley Cup contenders, but I I think they're like they're a player away, a player away. So okay. yeah, you you put in a a goal a goalie in there. Although I don't statistically speaking, I don't know if Riddick has been that much better than Holtby. Oh, statistically, Riddick's been better than Holtby. Holtby has not had a. I think he's like at nine oh nine or something yeah. like that. So not that big of an improvement. But again, maybe you get a team that you know. But uh, systems again, and yeah, because they're going to be looking, you know, at a new head coach possibly next year. It also hasn't know. mattered because right. Washington wins every game. They I know play. <laughs> they'll outscore you seven to six. And, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, let's go to uh, 12. 12. 12 for me is 12. the Vegas Golden Knights. And you know, I heard they're also looking at buying an AHL team, and they're going to call them the Silver Knights. By the way, just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, that's <laughs> clever. That would be. Uh, the Silver Knights. Right. Ridiculous. You, you came in second place. <laughs> um, You're <okay>. almost golden. <laughs> we, know, I mean, okay. So, yeah. So, at 12 for me is the Vegas Golden Knights. We know the book on these guys. They've, first season, Stanley Cup, last year, you know, was a different story. But now they've got a new coach they've got to throw in there, see how that works out. Uh, Pete DeBoers, we'll see if he can... You know, maybe right the ship. I, I didn't really think anything was wrong with <laughs> Gerard Gallant yeah, personally. Yeah, I mean, but they've only just gone and like basically stunk up the joint since he got fired. Right. I don't but, know what was going on there. I, I, I'm, I'm still waiting. Usually, you wait this long, something's come out like, oh, he did something stupid. Personally, and, I think it's just ownership. If he had come out the first year and only won twenty games, they would have let him get three, four more years right, at this. Right. But because he went Stanley Cup first year, they're like, okay, you got to do that every year now. Oh, you're not? Okay, bye. So Stupid. ownership, I think, just wants weight. It's Vegas. I mean, the city itself, I think, they just, yeah. they want a winner it's, now. It's un, it's unfortunate because, you know, I mean, yes, they're three points into the playoffs. They are also in the Pacific Division. So, I mean, they're, they're really, they win one game and they go to from the last wild card to the second spot in the Pacific. Yeah. So for me, this team, I think, you know, they, they're not ready. They're, you know, far away from a rebuild, but I think their window is getting smaller because to me, their window is only as large as Marc-Andre Fleury is playing well, right? So he signed for three more, you know, two more seasons after this. So after that, I don't know where they'll go. Well, right? they just never have never really had to look for a, a starting goalie sure. because they got him right off the bat. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think that Vegas is going to have trouble attracting a goaltender oh, to come and not. play there. So I got to imagine that whenever Fleury runs his course, that they'll be able to find somebody else. Uh, I actually have this team as my like, they're probably my like eight, nine in terms of a Stanley Cup contender. I'm still willing to put them into that because they did go to the Stanley Cup finals two years ago. They should have at least advanced (laughs) after that first round against the Sharks uh, where they got completely screwed and literally a rule change because of <laughs> of what happened to them. Thanks, Thomas Shirtle. Uh I, I I I like the way that this team is constructed. Just don't really like their defense all that much. Uh, but they don't have a whole lot of money put into the defense. I mean, between you've got Nate Schmidt, Shea Theodore, Braden McNabb, and Nick Holden, and that's like fifteen million dollars. A little bit more than fifteen million. I guess sixteen million. So for that to be your top four, I mean, they definitely have some some room to maneuver in there with Holden, Merrill, and Engelin, all free agents at the end of the year, along with some different kind of depth guys. Probably the most significant free agent they have, Cody Eakin, uh, and then and Ryan Reeves, which 
you're not re-signing Ryan Eves. They they have some space next year, fifteen, probably more more than that to go and sign, and they don't have anyone significant to sign. I got to imagine they're going to bring in someone. Yeah, I got to imagine they're to looking for a defenseman, and and I think that maybe an Alex look. Pietrangelo comes in, a resume wow. as a Stanley Cup. Can winner? you imagine that if he went to Vegas? That would change the face of that franchise wow. for sure. I I don't see Pietrangelo leaving uh, leaving St. Louis, but wow, that would be. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I think St. Louis is tied up against the cap next season, and it's going to be very difficult. Only got $7 million right yeah. now. And you know he's going to want $7 million at well, least next yeah, season. Yeah, he's going to want probably closer to 10 Oh, absolutely. That's my guess. So, yeah, 7 and then maybe the cap goes up, say, $2.5 million, So that's basically it. You can't re-sign anywhere else if you're, you're St. Louis. But anyway, anyways, so the Vegas Golden Knights, I like the way they're constructed. I think that they've uh, – it's unfortunate that, like – I mean, Pacioretty has had these moments where you're like, ah, oh, we're getting the real Pacioretty. And then he slips back into insignificance. And then, you know, Paul Stastny has a few good games. It's almost like with this iteration of the Golden Knights with Mark Stone for a first full year, Mark Stone hasn't been, uh, he has maybe hasn't been as good as, as we were, we hoped that he would be. I know he has 46 points in 52 games. He's been good, but he hasn't been great for this team yet. Only has 18 goals. I think the expectation is that he gets 35, 40 even. Wow. Playing I, with the high-end talent that he's playing with. And so I, I I, think that he needs to be better along with some other guys. But I, I think the future is still bright. I mean, you're not going to not gonna write off a team because they have a bad 50 games. Sure. Yeah. It ha- and, and not even that bad. They're two points. They're, they're actually one point out of home ice advantage in the playoffs. So things are okay. They uh, just need to... Still my pick to win the Pacific, so they better prove me right. I am I am still very surprised that Vancouver is <laughs> on top. It's It's been phenomenal to watch. Yeah, five teams all within three points. That's crazy yeah. in the Pacific. Yeah. Nobody wants it. Uh, okay, let's move into number 11. Number 11 for me is a team that is in full-on win-now mode. They probably are at the top or... I would say one of the top teams of your Stanley Cup contenders list, and that's the Boston Bruins, right? Okay. And I have them this low because their window, to me, is very tiny. They have a lot of aging guys. Their core, their group of guys, Zdeno Chara, Patisse Bergeron, Brad Marchand. These guys are all very old in terms of... Brad Marchand's 31. He's not very old. I know, but to me, the way he plays the game, he plays hard and he goes hard every single night. Now, I think he'll still be a very good player towards the back end of his contract, but... He's going to slow down. He's a small guy, and you play that hard. That's small. I think eventually that's going to start to have its toll on you. And then when you lose, you know, Patisse Bergeron here, if his production starts slipping even the slightest, you know, where's that going to lead you? Is Pasternak going to continue to drive that that line? Maybe. I still think he's very underrated. Um, one of the better. I mean, he's leading the NHL in goals right now, so no shocker sure. there. But um, you know, on the back end, Charlie McAvoy is going to be fine. Well, but, it's it's can they re-sign Tory Krug? Right. Exactly, and they don't have guys outside. If they of don't, McAvoy. then they're in big trouble. Yeah, they don't have guys outside of McAvoy song signed long term on the back end. I mean, John Moore, okay, yeah, he's got a couple, you know, a few years after this year, but big whoop, he's you know a number five defenseman, um, if that. And so you know, you look at two the goaltending situation, Tuca. You know, I worry about his health a little bit. You know, he got another concussion, so he's out. Right. Um, you know, Halak, he's a free agent after this year. Are you going to be able to re-sign him because you know he's going to want more money because uh, he's looked phenomenal playing backup. In, in Boston. Yeah, he has. And he was great in, you in know, the, the island. island as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, Boston. I, I would agree with that. That he they are their windows open for sure. They could yep. win the cup this year, uh, but who knows? Very small window. Who knows me. where this team is in a year or two? Uh, I I still like. I'm not. I wouldn't be willing to. If the, even if they lost Tory Krug, I think that they're still probably Stanley Cup contenders next year. Uh, but. Yeah, then once you're once you have a a 33 year old Marchand, a 36 year old Bergeron, a 35 year old Krejci, well Krejci would be a free agent in two at the end of two years. Yeah, and they're not re-signing him either. I don't think, but uh, unless they get a very team friendly deal. But yeah, and then, I mean, then you've got David Backus, who's buried in the minors right now with his six million dollar contract. So there's a but they do they do have quite a bit of cap space. They've they've managed things well. They don't have a ton of money towards their defense so they can't afford Tory Krug. You know, my guess is that he's going to want John Carlson type of money, eight and a half, eight million. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting, but I do have them as a Stanley cup contender. I, I said one, one to two more years to contend for the Stanley cup. Yeah, that's fair. That's exactly but, where but I would. I've also been saying that for the last six or seven <laughs> years, one to two years left because it used to be, well, as long as Chara is, is good, then the Bruins will be contenders. But then when it was like, Oh, Chara is slipping. <laughs> and the Bruins missed the playoffs like one time, and then they, then they just went ham after. And that, so. Char just seems to find a new life. I don't understand what he did, but um, he became a vegan. <laughs> I guess. Oh well. All right. Well, uh, top we'll, ten? we'll end the show. Headed into the top ten. Exciting. You know, uh, join us for our next episode as we continue the top ten team windows of opportunity. You can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk, and. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Enjoy your week.